How's it going, everybody? And welcome to episode 212 of Master My Garden podcast. Now, this week's episode, we're getting back to the sewing guides. So last year, this proved to be one of the most popular types of episode where at the start of the month, we give a sort of an overview of what you can sow in the vegetable garden in the coming month. And a lot of people emailed and messaged saying it was great to get that kind of a prompt at the start of the month to, I suppose, keep keep them on track in terms of what should and could be sown in that month. And I suppose that is one of the biggest things that we fall down on. And, you know, February is now the month where we can get going. I know you will have seen and you always do see people itching to get started and some sowing seeds in January and posting posting pictures of seedlings. And I've always, you know, I always say that definitely be very, very cautious at this time of the year. For me personally, St. Valentine's Day, your know, 14th of February, that's when I will start sowing. And I don't really sow anything before that. And I don't find that there's any huge benefit in it. And, you know, even take this week, you know, we've had really cold temperatures, sleet and snow. And the biggest challenge is, okay, germination, you need you need a certain temperature for, for germination of, of all of these. And it varies from from you know, from vegetable to vegetable, what temperature is actually required. But the biggest challenge is that I suppose the, the light levels are just so low. But from the start of February to the end of Fe- February, there is a huge difference. Both in the sunrise, you know, we get about the, the sun will rise about an hour earlier between the at the end of the month than it will at the start of the month. And in terms of you know sunset, that will be about an hour later than than it will have been at the start of February. So that's why I say the middle of the month, once you get to the middle of the month, that's really when you can kick off because you're getting to light levels that are, you know, good enough for, for germinating and sowing seed. And that's what you want because otherwise you'll end up with leggy seedlings. So proceed with caution is, I suppose, the message at this stage of the year. Again, looking ahead. So say you get these seedlings in and you're looking ahead sort of six weeks, eight weeks, 10 weeks when these are going to be planted out somewhere. Potentially at that stage, you, sh- you, you could and, and, and sometimes are in quite wet and cold weather at that stage. And, you know, that's what you need to view as well, because if you get good warm weather through March, seedlings or seeds that you sow at that stage will catch right back up on ones that you've sowed earlier that are just sitting and struggling so just be careful i'm not saying don't start but proceed with caution at this stage of the year that's the big thing and the other caveat again to point out is that there can be variances within the country so for example uh, here where i am in county leash it's definitely going to be you know a lot colder Uh, My seed sowing will start a a bit later than, say, somebody down in the southwest of the country whose, you know, whose last frost date might be maybe a month ahead of what the last frost date here typically is. So they're just all considerations and important to to know your area. And, you know, once you get used to, to that and if you're new to it, you know, you'll take notes and remember then for next year what you sowed on, on a certain date and lean on the experience of others. You know, if there's other people growing in your area, lean on their experience. The seed, the seeds that you can sow at this stage. So if you're 
if you have a greenhouse, there's some seeds that you're going to be able to sow directly into the into the ground in the greenhouse at this stage of the year. Um, but that'll be, as I say, from mid to the end of the month. And then there's some that you will be sown in module trays. In fact, the majority of what I'll be sown at this stage will be in module trays. Even seeds that later on in the year I would sow directly into the ground, at this stage I might get them started in a propagation area within the tunnel um you know in in this month so for the first time i'd sow them in a in a in a module tray and then later it'll be direct into the ground just in terms of my tunnel i actually did i mentioned before that the op- my tunnel has open sides so it's quite cold and i was using i have a you know a nice propagation bench and i was just using propagation plastic which is a really clear uh, very light plastic that i had hooped over the bed but the challenge with that was that when you got a windy day that was a little bit on the colder side, it was actually the wind was passing through the house and it was sucking the air, uh, sort of blowing cold air or sucking cold air across that propagation bench. So it tended to be that things, I wouldn't say they struggled, but I certainly wasn't getting the benefit of having them inside as much as I should have been. So I've created a sort of a fully enclosed propagation propagation box for want of a better word which basically has solid sides plastic it's about 14 inches tall with a cover on it that will mean that when that wind blows it's not going to be sucking sucking the air the cold air across the the young seedlings and i should be able to kind of keep a little bit more warmth in there and then the rest of the the bed is as it was and i'll be able to sort of harden off seedlings as they come along that that bench so initially they'll go in particularly the you know the the stuff that's going to want a bit of heat i have a heated propagator in there the likes of tomatoes and chili peppers and so on when it comes to sowing them they'll initially be on the heated propagator then they'll stay within the sort of hot box for a little while and then they'll transition on later on into the i suppose the hardening off area i guess and uh, yeah that that should make my life a lot easier but at this stage of the year, again, if you're if you know if you don't have a greenhouse, you could potentially be putting these in your windowsill. And if that is the case, I would be just you know take your time because very soon those windowsills will get get filled up, and you could get there. Somebody could run you out of the house um, because there'll be no space left on the windowsill. So just just uh, proceed with caution at this stage of the year. So what can you get sown? Uh, some of these would be you know there'll be. The usual ones, and they're going to be regular ones that will be on pretty much every sewing list. I'm not going to go through them all comprehensively, and I'll tell you, you know, why shortly towards the end of the episode. Um, so I just got to touch on on the main ones. So spring onions is was one that you can get sown early. Onions, you know, standard onions are one that you can get sown early. And again, I planted some onions from autumn onion sets. They're coming up in the tunnel and outside. But I really am getting the most success from seed, seed sown onions. Uh, definitely they're bolting less, they're storing a little bit better. So for me, for the majority of my onions, I'm going to be using sown, sowed onions. So that'll be one of the first ones I'll be doing. Uh, cabbage then, an early variety. So for me, it's going to be, you know, one of the pointed ones, probably Greyhound. And that's going to give me an early, an early cabbage, sort of late spring. Uh, Calabrese, again an early variety. Cauliflower, again an early variety, and all of those are in module trays. 
and that's one seed per cell. And that's typically, you know, for me, I'm only going to do what I've done, you know, showing you previously or spoke about previously, I'm only going to do three cauliflower, three calabrese, three cabbage in the same tray, and then sort of continue so on litton and often on those. Spinach, that's one I'm going to go probably direct into the ground. I might do one sowing just in module trays initially, but I'll probably go direct into the ground at some stage in late February, early March. Then leeks, again, an early variety that will be multi-sown into module trays, probably two to four seeds per cell. Uh, broad beans, which I haven't sown. I know a lot of people and people say the best time to, to, to sow those is in the autumn. I haven't done that. So I'm going to do them in a deep pot and I'm going to do one, one seed per pot, basically. And yeah, get them going soon. Radish is another one again towards the end of the month, directly into the ground, uh, towards the end of the month or into early March, uh, directly into the ground in the greenhouse. Turnip, the same. So that's your, you know, your Milan purple top. Again, I'm going to sow those. Lettuce is one that I will be definitely sowing early and they'll be, continue to be sowed, you know, regularly throughout the season. The one I'll probably sow initially will be a mixed lettuce. I'll still stick with a winter hardy one just at the initial sowing and then switch late in the in the month or next month to, I suppose, the more spring-summer types. Beetroot, direct sow into the tunnel uh, late in the month or in early March. Again, in any of those ones that, you, that you're sowing directly into the, into the tunnel, just if you can heat up the ground a little bit before sowing, you know, with a bit of black plastic or something like that, that would be a big help. Uh, for me, the tunnel, as I say, can be a little bit cold. But if you're in a standard greenhouse, your your soil is probably going to warm up quite well quite early. Uh, so black plastic on the ground can just help a little bit to, to heat up the ground slightly. As I say, winter salads are going to sow those. A couple of different herbs can be sowed at this stage. So the likes of coriander and dill, you can get going with those. Chard, I won't be sowing that because I still have plants that I'm harvesting you know, pretty much all winter off in the tunnel. They're going to continue to give you know, harvest for another good few months. So I'll do a sowing at chard, but it'll be later in the spring. And, and that sowing then potentially will take me right through the winter and into spring again. So it's not one for me that I need to sow very often. I don't, you know, you don't cut the head of chard. You just take the leaves as required. So for three or four plants and you get just a really long time out of it. But if you don't have that and you want it, it's a great vegetable to grow and really worth getting sown now. Uh, peppers and chili peppers, aubergines, they're ones that you should sow as early as possible because they require a really long growing season. And while I'm saying that the daylight is increasing at this stage, by the time you're looking to harvest them, potentially daylights can be start dropping. So the earlier you can get them, the better you get to really take advantage of those, you know, those longer days of July and August and September. After that, then if it's not, you know, if those plants haven't matured, by sort of August time, you're not going to get the best out of them. So you want to be getting those sowed as early as possible, protecting from frost. They don't like frost at all, so protecting from frost as you go along. And then that will, you know, that would mean that you're going to have that length of growing season that you really require. Uh, tomatoes, again, I will sow probably maybe not the 14th or thereabouts, probably the following week. So like the third week of February, I'll sow, I'll sow those. Um, I'm just going to sow, I typically just sow into a seed tray, you know, 15, 20 plants, 
I ended up with 40 last year and probably the year before. Always, always end up with too many. Um, so won't grow as many this year, or at least that's what I'm saying today. But the idea is that I throw them into a seed tray, prick them out into pots in probably a month's time, and then possibly move them twice into you know two bigger pots so that they're ready to hit the ground whenever sort of the last frost has passed, which for me here will be quite late, probably a lot later than a lot of you listening. So, you know, that's just, again, to, to go back to what we said earlier about knowing your area. And that's sort of the list of, of what you can be sown. Um, you know, it's not a full list yet because there are certain things that we just don't won't touch, some of the warmer stuff that we won't touch until next month. And at that stage, then it'll start, you know, really ramping up. March will be a much bigger list, a much more comprehensive list. But February is a very good month to start. Again, just to harp back to it, just proceed with caution and know your own area. And for me, as I say, middle of the month, that's when I'll that's when I'll start sowing. Um, so that gives you a good a good idea because I know everyone at this stage of the year is itching to itching to get started. But it has been so wet, and this week particularly has been really cold that it just doesn't, you know, there's no great appetite and i've said it before the real true sign of when you should get sown seed is when you feel nature waking up and when you feel nature waking up that's when you know it's a good time to it's a good time to get going i suppose it still feels wintry to be honest but when you when you are out on a day and there's a little bit of warmth in the sun you have a little bit of bright sunshine day is a little bit brighter less cloudy you'll know by you know the plants in your garden the the buds on the trees your things will be starting to wake up and that's your indication that yeah it it feels right and that as i said that could be different for everybody you could already have that going on in certain parts of the country or in other other countries where you're listening but for me here i just it, it feels wintry here still so that's why there's no panic. There's no panic from that point of view. Other jobs, you know, that you can be doing in February, there's still a great time to create no-dig beds. And it's it's still, you know, there's still lots of time to do that. You can do that for the next couple of months and you'll still, you know, have great success with those. Uh, a lot of bare root trees, you know, fruit trees, fruit bushes. You can still create your, your fruit gardens at this stage of the year. Strawberry plants, again, bare root, they can be all got at this time of the year. And seed potatoes, while on the one hand, I've said already the you know the ground is wet, it's still very cold, but definitely you can you can be getting your seed potatoes lined up, getting the ones that you want to chit chit. Um I don't I do chit, but I think a much bigger you know, much bigger factor in the potatoes growing strongly and successfully is the ground temperature. So just keep your ground temperature in mind way ahead of chitting chitting is an extra benefit but if the ground temperatures are not right when those potatoes go in they're just going to do nothing anyway so ground temperature is reasonably good and again you can use something like black plastic to get a little bit of temperature into the ground protect them if any frosts come hurt them up as they start growing and protect them you know especially those early shoots protect them from from the cold and so they're kind of the jobs and the you know the list that we can be can be sown in February. I know, as I say, it serves as a kind of a a prompt for people at the start of the month. So we'll continue to do this over the next couple of months. Uh, what I said earlier in relation to 
the list being not you know a complete or full list it's pretty good like there's not much there that you you, you can't sew but what i've done i spoke about the online course that i have so basically i've changed slightly how that's been done for a couple of reasons number one the 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 course that's created is at the moment four and a half hours of actual tutorials to take you through a complete growing season from start to finish so creating your beds uh, how to sow what to sow when to sow when to plant out and going through the complete season from the start where you create your beds to your first harvest and everything in between on top of that on a monthly basis there's a monthly sewing guide, a comprehensive month, monthly sewing guide being added in. Uh, February's one is already up there. People on the course are finding great benefit from that. And that course is €97 Euro for lifetime access. So I actually had it set up in, originally as year-long access, but it's I've changed that and it's lifetime access. So once you sign up, you get access to all of this for as long as you want to watch it. And... The monthly sewing guides are there, they're downloadable. So at the end of the you know, end of the year, you'll have a full year of growing, uh, sewing guides to download, create your own little booklet, put your notes on them, and then tweak it to suit your own area. So that's that's available. But what I was getting asked was, you know, sort of for an extra level of support. So that course, that initial course, 97 euro lifetime access all the guides additional modules being added all the time uh, and that's available for 97 euro if anyone is interested in that the, the link is in the it's in the show notes or you can visit my website which is www.mastermygarden.com but on top of that and this is where people were looking for a bit extra support and i can kind of understand why because they have specific questions that relate to their gardens their growing space, their area, you know, challenges that come up or problems that they need to overcome and they're looking for kind of additional support. So what I'm doing is right up until the end of February, which is only two weeks away, I'm doing a launch pad. So grow your own food launch pad, which is basically all access to the to the course that I just mentioned. So you have full access to that, lifetime access to that. But on top of that, from the month of March right through to the end of June, we will do at least once a month, we'll do an online Q&A, submit questions beforehand or live on the chat. We'll go through the challenges that people have, what's working, you know, and it'll be very, very specific. So if the weather is doing, you know, particularly cold through March, we'll be able to chat about that. We'll be able to help people along there. Because what people are saying is that the, the the theory element of it is brilliant and the practical element of it is brilliant. But when things change and move, because some people are, you know, they're not very experienced at, at growing their own food yet. When things change or are different or a challenge arises, they're looking for answers as to how to overcome them and be successful. You know, that's, that's what this launchpad is going to give you. So that's basically the full access to the course plus a minimum of one, but probably two in certain months, online group calls with specific Q&As, and that will be 197. That will take you right through to June, but you still have access to all the video content, lifetime access to that. So that's going to be there and available all the time. 
So for 197, you have that, or for 97, you have the the course that you can just watch at your own pace and download the monthly guides. So links to both of those in the show notes. As I say, I'll still cover on the podcast the you know the sewing a broad list of what you can sew, but a more comprehensive guide will be available within the, those courses. And yeah, the, the the feedback so far has been really good. Right up until the end of February, you have a chance to jump onto that uh, launch pad. After that, that closes, and whoever's in there at that stage will get will get all the benefit, and we'll have, as I say, at least one a month where we come together as a community, and we'll figure out the challenges in in each and every person's garden. So if that sounds like something that's for you, uh, as I say, a link in the show notes, or you can visit the website, and you'll you'll see all the details there. And uh, next week's episode is an interesting one. It's uh, Listener's question, which is a little bit unusual, but it's something that I know a lot of gardeners struggle with. And it's certainly something that I would have thought about here before. And so, yeah, that's being covered in next week's episode. And it will, I think it will be, you know, something useful for a lot of people. And uh, yeah, that's been this week's episode. Thanks for listening. And until the next time, happy gardening. (laughs) 